Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Mavi Bolaños in San Francisco, and these are the headlines we're following. A second avalanche hit the Palisades Tahoe Ski Resort yesterday, but this time there were no injuries. This occurred on the alpine side of the resort near Wolverine Bowl. The resort says ski patrol searched the area and the lift was immediately closed following the avalanche. And the Biden administration is awarding California $168 million for clean vehicle charging infrastructure. KQED climate reporter Laura Clivens has more. Grants will fund projects across the state, from truck charging stations along freight routes in the Inland Empire to public vehicle charging facilities in low-income communities in Contra Costa County. Shoshana Wexler is co-chair of environmental justice organization Sunflower Alliance. Communities in Contra Costa have been suffering for so long from the cumulative toxic impacts coming from refineries, from power stations, and from freeways. This award is great step in the right direction. The announcement comes after Governor Gavin Newsom proposed delaying some funding for EV incentives and publicly available chargers as the state faces a serious budget shortfall. For The California Report, I'm Laura Clivens. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. 
And now a first in our series, Finding Community in California, where we'll go to different parts of the state to hear how people are combating loneliness and creating community. Last year, the U.S. Surgeon General issued an advisory calling attention to the public health crisis of loneliness, isolation, and the lack of connection in our country. We wanted to learn more on how we as a society got to this point. So we spoke to Dr. Carla Persianoto, a geriatrician at UC. CSF. She helped review the public health advisory on loneliness as part of a panel of experts, and she begins by describing the feeling of loneliness. Loneliness, by definition, is subjective. What I may feel is lonely may be different than what you feel or what other people feel. But I think if I personalize it for a moment, you know, I think about feeling alone and feeling like there's no one there to support me or not enough people or the type that of support that I'm getting is not really what I want to be having or that I'm missing something. So it's a deep feeling of disconnection also is another way to think about it. Yeah. I'm curious if it is subjective, how did we get to a national public health advisory on loneliness? Yeah. So even though loneliness is subjective, we do have standard ways of measuring or asking about it. So one of the most common ways we measure this and how we got to the Surgeon General's advisory to say that we have a national epidemic of disconnection and loneliness is by using something called the UCLA three-item questionnaire. And that asks someone, do you feel isolated? Do you feel left out? Or do you have companionship? And the idea behind this epidemic of loneliness is that maybe I may feel one of these once in a while. But if I'm starting to feel more than one of these or all of these all the time, that's when we start to really worry. And that's actually when we start to see some of the health effects. Who is the most at risk of becoming lonely? In my entire career, I have been most worried about older adults. Mm -hmm. However, what we're finding in some of the most recent literature is that younger people and young adults are actually at highest risk right now, which is concerning. Mm -hmm. Why is that? There's probably some greater social factors and underlying things that are going on. We are spending less time with others, less time in clubs, less time with family and friends. So there's some really big shifts that are going on across our country. But then what we also see is that, especially in some of the newer generations, generations that have only been in existence with technology and social media. Mm -hmm. And so the way we're forming relationships and the types of relationship and the quality of relationships are changing. And we believe those two, two factors are probably the biggest things that are impacting younger people. At its worst, how does loneliness impact your physical health? Solely by feeling alone, mm -hmm. you have an increased risk of death. But the other things that we see are high risk of cardiovascular disease, so heart disease, higher risk of frailty, mm -hmm. higher risk of losing your independence. So it's really all aspects of our health, which is why... I think the Surgeon General has called us to action to say, hey, we can't continue to ignore this. And so how do we treat it? Broadly, I think as a country, we really need to think about what is our social fabric? How are we engaging with each other? But individually as a patient, if you're seeing me, what the Surgeon General talks about is that there's three main elements to social connection, which is what's structurally going on in your life, functionally, and quality. So it's a really a multifactorial approach mm -hmm. and individualized which is why it is a little bit hard to think about how do we think about this at a population level. Interesting. Is there any 
advice that you have for people who may be experiencing loneliness, you know, some wisdom you can share? I think the biggest advice I would say is to be honest and recognize that you're ironically, you're not alone and that there's many of us floating around the world right now who are feeling disconnected and lonely and taking that deep look within to say, man, maybe if I spent a couple less hours on social media, maybe if I actually picked up the phone and called a friend, Mm -hmm. that would be incredibly powerful. Joined a book club. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of people running these days. My husband recently started running and realizing, wow, this is a great way to meet people in the city also. And so we make it really complicated, but there is also a part that as individuals we can look within and say, what can I do myself? That was Dr. Carla Persionoto, a geriatrician practicing at UCSF. In our series, Finding Community in California, we'll speak to people who have found that for themselves. And that is the California Report for Friday, January 12th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. Our engineers are Danny Bringer, Jim Bennett, Brian Douglas, Catherine Monahan, and Seal Muller. Our producers are Billy Cruz and Keith Mizuguchi. Our senior editor is Angela Corral. Our vice president of news is Ethan Tovin Lindsay. And our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. I'm Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Medicine, comprising its School of Medicine and adult and children's health systems, working together to advance knowledge and improve lives. StanfordMedicine.org The William and Flora Hewlett Foundation, investing in creative thinkers and problem solvers who are working to ensure that people, communities, and the planet can flourish. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy works to create a cleaner, healthier, more secure world for all. On the web at theschmidt.org. Hi there, I'm Randa Delfetah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast.